thanks again for tuning in to our Enlightened Conversations, where this season we are deep diving into some tough topics with our guests. I will also be sharing some enlightened conversations with my favourite intergalactic being, Ralph, from my book, Conversations with Ralph, as well as some new, never-been-heard-of conversations with them. You hear it all here, real, raw and rare, and all shared in an enlightened way. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining me. And we're resuming our reflections on conversations with Ralph, and we're moving on to the sauna chat in Chapter 4. Um, we're going to continue that because we did a huge deep dive into position, demonic position and things like that last episode um, on our reflections. So we will jump into the chapter. So basically the next part of the conversation goes like this. So Tony goes, so are there multiple spiritual universes or is there just one spiritual plane? And I said, well, so the universes are separate to the spiritual plane. And Tony said, yeah, that's not what I'm asking. And I said, me, I said, there are multiple universes and they are all separate to the spiritual plane. Tony said again, says, yes, that's not what I'm asking. Is the spiritual plane a single plane or is there multiple spiritual universes? And I says, and I replied, no, just the all. You've got four levels. You've, you've got all levels that evolve humanity, which is our universe, our soul of the universe, and also his that eventually becomes bodiless and formless. Then you've got the in-between realm where people can actually communicate who are in between the, the zone between here and their respite. And then third, you've got the rest and planning for their next incarnation zone. And then you've got the place where people go to when they resolve, which is back into the oil because they are fully integrated. So Tony said, ask him what do we need to know right now? And Ralph said, you're doing really well in coping with the information, working as a team, working things through, integrating what you can, not judging yourself for what you can't right now, and keep turning up and communicating to get information that you need. And I said, and he'll be there. And Tony said, ask him if he has sex in his universe. <laughs> and Ralph said, no, joy. Tony said, they don't. And I said, no, no sex, healing, a lot of sexual healing, but no sex. Ah, said Tony. And I said, connecting on an energetic level, hugs and those kind of things, but not obviously intercourse because there's no body. Tony said, ask him if he's able to see our future. And Ralph said, yes, that's easy, but there's always a choice so you can change your future. Tony said, yeah, I'm not asking. And I said, he's talking. I'm just letting him talk. And then Ralph said, yes, we can see into your future easily. And Tony said, ask him what's the best way for mankind to find peace. And Ralph said, to resolve anything they need to, to be fully integrated. And Tony said, ask him if the portals are the only way that people can transverse universes. And Ralph said, yes, initially. And then once the awareness is there, they can actually just literally be where they know they've connected to. Hmm. 
And Tony said, ask him if he's met any other beings from this universe besides from this planet. He said, and I said, yes, but he's only been assigned a few to mentor through this process, not all. There are others like him helping as well. And Tony said, yeah, so ask him if there's many civilized or evolved beings on different planets in this universe. And Ralph said, yes. And Tony said, are we able to physically travel to these planets? And Ralph said, yes. And Tony said, what was that? And I said, I said, yes, technically, technology-wise, not yet, but, yes, it's a capability. And Tony said, yeah, physically it's possible. And I said, yes, but it's a capability just like just he's showing me that it's just not possible to survive through wormholes because it's a complete energy shift. So it's like a death. So if someone goes down a wormhole, they die. Technically, they don't survive it. And Tony said, does he know what happens to our souls when we die? And I said, yes, um, yeah, just that we always have a choice to chart our next life with more specifics after we've done two things. First, that we've allowed ourselves to hang around for as long as we feel is required in the middle plane to communicate with our loved ones and specifically watch over them and then go to the next zone where we are planning our next incarnation and the things that we feel we need to learn to evolve to as far as we feel we can evolve to. However, we can surpass that once we're back here on Earth. Tony said, ask him if Jesus Christ was a visitor from another universe. Ralph said, Jesus Christ was a consciousness that happens in every single universe that exists because the Christ consciousness is a consciousness that we all evolve to. Different man, different form, whatever, but consciousness-wise the same. And there are many versions of Jesus in respect to different civilizations across time. For instance, Buddha, similar message, Christ, similar message, different ends but required for consciousness to evolve at different ends of the, the planet to bring everybody up at the same point. Internet is speeding this up significantly. And Tony asked, ask him if it's possible for me to use one of the portals. And Ralph said, yes. Tony, ask him how. And I said, well, he's telling me that you know about them now. And Tony said, right, so how? And I said, well, secondhand information doesn't require you to have to try. You can just choose to. He's showing me you can sit down, close your eyes, walk through the portal, have the intention to be where you want to be in his universe and then actually arrive. It's not required to be called there. And also for people who haven't had my experience to be called there doesn't mean they're not worthy to go there or explore that. They can freely do that if they wish. And then I also said, I want to ask about something unless you have another question. Tony said, no, I can't think of anything. I was trying to find the portal. Oh, I said, oh, you were? Sorry, maybe I'll just leave you to do that or a little while. Tony said, okay. So I gave Tony some space and turned off the voice recorder for a bit. And then later I said, so I asked Ralph about people on other planets in this universe, whether they're human or not. And he said there are different levels of consciousness of humanity within the same universe. But those expressions of humanity may look like a different race, like a different looking creature that may well be more evolved than us. And yet they're not 
not human. They're still human. And when some of them are incarnating into this human body, they feel like they are weird, but the reason why they are here is for two reasons. Firstly, it's to experience what it's like to be a human body at that evolved state. So that that evolves them even further because it's very challenging apparently being in a human body. The second is to assist humanity to evolve so that there is help within the human race, helping itself from another level of consciousness. But it's a bit like for them coming here, a backward step, but not because it's required for their progression. However, it's a bit like being an ape, being born into a dog form where it's like you're going backwards or it feels weird. It doesn't feel like yourself. You don't have the capability that you used to. You can't do the things that you used to. And so there's a struggle and challenge with those particular star beings that we choose to call them here on earth. Or could be, we might think they're aliens. However, having said that, there are beings that um, that more evolved here that have still not resolved or integrated certain aspects. So they practice the darker side of humanity still in a more evolved form. And that's what people talk about when they feel they have been interfered with or abducted or things like that. And the best protection is to be as resolved and integrated in yourself as possible as a human being so that you repel those shadow aspects that you could possibly attract when, you are, when you're unconscious. And this can relate to previous past lives as well. And so therefore it can be, if you like, karmic attraction to the dark, darkness, even at a very young age as a child. But having said that, It's not set in concrete because many children have to experience these things because they have big jobs here to do to help humanity evolve. Sometimes a very young child will chart something very nasty to happen to them before they come here so that at a later time they can help humanity. Even people around them going through what has happened with that child can evolve. And they act as a sacrifice, if you like, for the greater good. What do you think of all that? And Tony said, oh, I wasn't not listening, honey. I was trying to. And I said, oh, you weren't listening. Tony said, get my, Tony said, oh, get my mandala, my, my, my mandala happening. I said, sorry, you don't need to see the mandala. <laughs> Tony said, oh. I said, remember he said you don't have to. Tony said, oh, what do you have to do? I said, just have the intention to go through the wormhole just imagine one and set the intention that you're walking through the wormhole and out the other side is the universe, is the universe. Tony said, oh. (laughs) I said, that's it. You don't have to look for the mandala. Tony said, oh, I thought you had to get the mandala first to get the wormhole. And I said, no. Oh, what a funny end to the chapter. So that's a lot of information with regards to um, understanding lots of things consciousness that we're all on a journey on that on that consciousness that that we all have had experiences um in you know the christ consciousness in some way over the history of mankind and different aspects of where people lived and same same goes in other universes is that it's just a consciousness that comes through at a certain time and and it comes through in, in, in a way that at that level of consciousness, the people they're receiving it will understand 
and they make it about, you know, um, guru-sizing, you know, Christ, Buddha, the gurus, rather than owning that that's their own internal aspect of consciousness that already exists and it needs unlocking, it needs nurturing, it needs tending to um, so that they take more ownership of that consciousness for themselves and they don't make it about worshipping um, another being. They make it about owning and evolving and resolving things they need to do to get to bring that consciousness in more um, and to maintain that consciousness as well um, because it's all innately. We're all connected to each other. So the more people that get it, the, the stronger that that force is across and frequency is across the planet and, and the universes as well, um, each universe. So, um, and then I'm understanding the, the, you know, understanding that the incarnation of um, a more evolved species into the human experience, but another a more evolved human species that we might deem an alien, but coming into this human experience as a backward step because they are in a different style body, I guess is what I was getting. But like when they was talking about the ape feeling like it's in a dog's body, um, but then they're also talking about this, that there's this more evolved consciousness that could have used that in an unevolved way. So there's a intelligence, like a higher, a higher, I think, you know, I think of all the kind of, you know, movies that we see where you've got the, you know, the, the very strong, powerful black magic, you know, that people use because they've evolved, but they can do the telepathy. They can do the, you know, lots of different psychic abilities and things like that, but they haven't actually, you know, got the morals. So they've, they've used it as a way as power control. And it's interesting because the last episode that we were talking about walk-ins and demonic possession and things like that, um, it is a bit like that, but it's not because they're choosing to incarnate in this human body with the dark evolved aspect of themselves and it's like a um oh, what am I saying like a you know what what kind of combination are we going to get with somebody who's evolved all these aspects but they're in a human body and, and then you would get you would get leaders who you know potentially might be able to manifest a lot of money um and then they use that and, and a, on a big global scale as a in the darkest aspects but then I think about that and I think about okay um if they've evolved to that level, they know how to do those stuff, they can manifest a lot of money, they can do a lot of control stuff. Um, how is that actually affecting the consciousness of the planet? And I would say it's an aspect of our consciousness that has evolved, that we can all evolve to, and they're playing that out. We have, we have a lot of judgment on it, or we may have the opposite. We might have a lot of followers that are blindly following and, and just believing that that's the way to go because they, they can manifest a lot of money. Um, but the truth could be that they're having contracted with society um, to be that aspect and play that aspect out, as it were, um, so that we can all learn the, the, the they're on the world stage, so we're all witnessing the the lessons and and potentially we're all witnessing how other 
people aren't up to that level of consciousness and we're getting a reality check on potentially what we need to do to support people more educationally. Um, and I think that's what's happened recently when, when it comes to um, understanding narcissism. There's been a real movement in narcissism hacking and understanding narcissism, uh, how to identify it, how to um, you know biohack it and things like that. That's a really great example that that, that education on um, narcissism is is becoming and and education on domestic violence is another one. Um, understanding how we can um, we understand the, the the cycles of domestic violence and things like that. So that those are really good examples of how society has changed a lot. Um, and I was having a conversation with um, Leanne Barefoot Medium about um, psychic detective work a few episodes back. And she, you know, we were talking about how DV has actually decreased in Australia um, in the last couple of years. And she's doing her PhD thesis on psychic detective work and how that has actually reduced. And I uh, was so excited about that, but that's because of all the education that's gone into it. Um, so the more education that we have, um, the, the more important, um, the, I would say, educating the younger generation is to prevention and to uh, and not ha- be able to recognise the toxic nature of uh, the, the leaders that are trying to do the whole, you know, powerful takeovers and things like that. And um, I'm not big on mentioning names because I, I don't want things to date, but we all have them at certain points in our life and certain parts of society. Um, they do play a role in helping to evolve our consciousness. And, and instead of hating on them, we can see it as an opportunity for what education we, we need. And if that particular country is rewriting their educational books, which is happening today um, as I'm reporting this, then we need, we will, um, society will then find a way, we'll find a way, um, if it hasn't been found yet, We'll find a way to ensure that the children of the future are educated with um, all the information that they need um, and create a transparency around that. And we'll find a way to do that. That will be the problem that we need to tackle, not necessarily the leaders doing the writing of the books. It will be that we need to find a better way to educate our children on the truth of things. So we'll find a way. So I think we, we can look to the world and... Um, and see problems or we can look to the world and see examples of how we need to educate each other on things better um we can look to the world to see and see hatred and blame or we can look to the world and say how can we better prepare ourselves to maintain a level of consciousness that isn't that doesn't mirror that because it's easy to fight you know get into hatred with hatred rather than no it needs help. No, that conscious, that level of consciousness is really struggling with itself because it needs to overpower. It needs to, it's not, it's a, it's a weakness. It's not a strength, the overcompensating. Um, and so, so is narcissism. It's a weakness and it's not a strength. So is DV, people in the abusing situation. It's a weakness. It's not a strength. Um, they're showing um, a disability, an emotional disability. Um and so, so a narcissist is showing an emotional disability as well. Um, and I just want to uh, also speak to the last thing that we we discussed there, which was um, sometimes when children have to chart things 
before they come into this world, they're charting these experiences that they experience as children um, that, that happen that are heinous. And, and, you know, we're talking pedophilia, we're talking, um, you know, uh, abuse. It could be abduction. It could be trafficking. It could be a whole heap of things. Um, but they, they know, their soul knows um, that they have to go through this experience in order to be um, able to educate other people in the prevention of these things or the recovery of the trauma of experiencing those things or both. And I just want to speak to that often we think um, when, when it comes to why did this happen? Why, how could this happen? You know, is there a God? How, how, how can he allow this if there's a God? And we, we speak to the, the, and I just want to speak to the the the, the will of each other. That that only our soul knows why we need to plan certain things and experience certain things for our own growth or for the greater growth of our community. Um, we've spoken about this before. Is if it's a sacrifice out of our life, um, that 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 it could well be that we have many karmic connections with that community, many lifetimes with that community, uh, many more to, to go with that community. Um, and we, as part of that community and part of that soul family, um, you know, we need to, to be in a position where our passing or an awful thing that has happened to us activates our community to start healing and to start their journey of awareness to greater things and often that journey starts in a dark place and it starts with questioning god it starts with wise it starts with you know a, a lot of different you know anger towards the abusers and hatred and i'll never forgive and it starts with all that um because that's part of the grief process um but it you know in in terms of understanding that we all evolve and we all in order to evolve, we have to resolve. That means we have to walk through the grief process and we need to face all aspects of that. Um, we need to understand where an event has taken over and is is now controlling, um, well, that past event is controlling how we are and how we feel about the world. And, you know, if, that, if that's overtaking our life, if that's overpowering ourselves, then then it's not about the event anymore. It's about our functioning and is our functioning on track or is it not really healthy? Is our functioning ill? Is our functioning um, creating problems for ourselves, our health, our mental health, our physical health, stress, um, our relationships, um, our financial situation, our our work environment, um, our self-esteem, our um, ability to interact with society uh, or be a, a contributing member to society. So when events become disabilities, that's when you know it's not about the event anymore. It's about the inability to resolve that event and have a um, a sense of how we how we choose to live our lives 
as a free being and as a peaceful being within ourselves so that we're at peace with no matter what happens that goes on in the world, um, whether it be a world leader or whether it be a child being, you know, sexually abused as, and we can't fathom it or murdered or whatever those events are, if we can't resolve that and be at peace with that process that that was a necessary part of the journey or the bigger picture of society or the global stage or what have you in the bigger picture because we're all connected of us having to work towards that peace together and that integration together then it's an I problem and it's also it becomes a we problem because we're contributing that toxic frequency and that toxic vibration out into society rather than have a clean, high, peaceful, joyful frequency that understands all all needs to happen. And unless we're guided and we're, we've got the impulse to physically help or what have you, it's really none of our business in that we need to allow and respect the boundaries of everybody's own free will to change freely as integrated beings for them to get to the point where they decide and they choose this is what I need to do to be at peace for me we need to lead the charge by being a living example of peace and it's not an easy thing to do by any stretch of the imagination Um, but it's a process and it gets easier and it gets easier and it doesn't mean we doesn't we don't care it just means we care enough to understand that everything matters everything is seen and everything eventually gets resolved, whether we're, whether we're in this body or in another universe that doesn't house a body because that's what, the point we need to get to, to to get to that place of peace. So I'll leave it there today. I think that that was a big, a really big reflective um, topic. And um, next time um, we dive in, we'll be um, chatting with um, Ralph uh, again. And it'll be conversation number four, and we'll we'll talk. We're going to do do a little bit more about, um, you know, what it's like in their world again, and and why they got to that point as well, which will be really quite interesting. So leave it at that, and I'll see you next time on Enlightened Conversations.